for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. Let's talk about that time when you're bored, restless, and discontented with life as it is, and understand that you're starting a midlife developmental stage that is normal and natural. But before we get started, I want to let you know that I send out a journal page to go along with every podcast. It's a very simple and effective way to take what you hear today and turn it into real results in your life. To get this free journal page every week, just go to my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com and sign up for my email newsletter right there. So let's get back to talking about that feeling we don't like. We're bored, we're restless, or we're discontented with life. What do you think is causing your feelings of life not being quiet enough right now? Do you feel like you're capable of doing more or something new or interesting or more influential or more powerful? Do you feel like you have some kind of limitation, like you're held back from doing things you'd like to try? Do you feel overwhelmed by everything on your plate now and tired of the same problems over and over? Are you questioning your identity and your purpose? Wondering who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do now? Have you accomplished many of your first life goals and maybe they didn't make you feel as fulfilled or satisfied or content as you thought they would? Do you feel like circumstances in your life are making it hard for you to follow your heart and your dreams? Or maybe like you need to get some things taken care of and put in order before you can think about those dreams. There's probably so much more that comes up for you. Did you know that everyone has two core fears? The first is that we aren't good enough. And the second is that our life isn't good enough in some way. So we may feel like we haven't done it right and created a great life, or we may feel like life hasn't given us a fair chance or met our expectations. How many of us have looked at how our life has come about and wondered, whose life is this? Let's take a deep breath for a minute and let go of any negative self-talk or frustration with how you feel about your life right now. Let's be open to the possibility that those feelings are supposed to be there. They have a purpose to help you level up and move on to your next phase of life. We don't want to push those feelings away. Instead, we can listen to them and hear what they're trying to tell us. We've all seen kids grow through developmental phases, right? Have you noticed how grumpy babies get when they hit a growth spurt? They want to eat more, sleep less, and just get cranky. Or the infamous teething trauma. Yesterday was Father's Day, and when my daughter Brienne called my hubby, my cute grandbaby Rosalind was teething, and she fussed for an hour on FaceTime, and she kept biting my daughter's arm and laughing about it. But we know what's up. It isn't fun, but we allow them to go through that because we know they need those teeth to grow and eat real food. And then there's the teenage developmental stages. Moody, irritable, discontented, I remember I learned quick to stop giving one of my sons an affectionate pat on the shoulder when he was an early teen because he would punch me. Ah, teenage angst. And sometimes we remember these stages are natural and it's so exciting to see kids growing. And sometimes it's so much drama. 
But even though we sometimes say, oh, I wish my kids would stay little forever, we don't really want our kids to stay seven years old forever. We know their destiny is to grow into an independent, responsible, self-governing adult. My former bishop used to say, I'm not raising children, I'm raising adults. I just loved that perspective. Well, my midlife friends, did you know that we are in the least studied stage of life? Researchers have done all kinds of study into understanding the development of babies, kids, teens, young adults, and even senior adults. But those of us in the middle somewhere, which is ironically the biggest group of all, there hasn't been as much research. But just like we recognize the terrible twos and teenage moodiness, there's a widely known developmental stage in our middle years that goes by the unfortunate name of midlife crisis. What is a midlife crisis anyway? Basically, we're talking about a time when people start wondering if their life is going the way they hoped it would. And there can be lots of regrets and disappointments. They ask, am I on the right track? Sometimes it's triggered by a major event such as a divorce, job loss, a health issue, losing a loved one, or kids moving out, or just hitting one of those milestone birthdays. I've got 60 on the horizon, and it's definitely leading me to some contemplation about my life. Or maybe it's the opposite for you. It seems like not much is happening at all, and you feel stuck in a rut. Or maybe you've already accomplished the goals you thought would lead to fulfillment and are a bit confused to find they didn't quite make you totally as happy as you expected. Now what? Since we're all different, we respond differently. You've seen some people panic when they confront the reality of time and age, and they try to escape their feelings by ditching responsibilities for things that sound more fun. But that's probably not you. My guess is you're one of those women who actually feels guilty for feeling bored, restless, and discontented, and tells yourself you shouldn't be feeling this. You should just be grateful for life as it is. But my friends, this isn't time to judge yourself. It's time to understand yourself. Too often as women, when we're unhappy, we turn to ourselves as the problem and think we need to change. Or we look around us for what the problem is and we decide those situations or people, often as people, (laughs) need to change. I offer to try listening to your discontent and distress. What is it trying to tell you? Sometimes we need to learn to go ahead and fully feel our feelings instead of pushing them away and recognize the thoughts that keep coming up. You can decide if you want to change your situation or work on changing how you think and feel about it, which is always available. Work on our mind, work on our circumstances. We always have the power to do something. This is how we turn a midlife crisis or potential crisis into a midlife quest for identity and purpose. Also, I want to offer that this isn't a one-time phase, but something that we experience many times, so we might as well get good at it now. I want to share with you one of the times this happened for me, how I was feeling restless and really confused and guilty about it. I was in my mid-40s and had two teenage boys at home. At the time, my husband and I were facing a really big financial challenge. He was working at a startup that was really struggling. In fact, they often couldn't even pay him. So I started working full-time at a university as an administrative assistant in the mechanical engineering department. And I was really grateful for the job. I felt it was a great blessing. It was a really busy job that demanded so much and gave me so many opportunities to grow. I remember one of my coworkers said to me once, I'm afraid of your job. And I told her, me too. 
It required so much, so many hats and responsibility. But I found a lot of satisfaction figuring things out and growing into the job. I loved the environment and the people so much, and engaging with students was so rewarding. I really believed I had found my spot. So it was surprising and disorienting when after a couple of years, I started having this restless, uneasy sense of wondering if there's something else for me to do. I pushed back on that for a while because I enjoyed so much about my job and I knew I was contributing and making a difference there. I knew that I was lucky to have my position. There were so many people who would love to work at this university. I was at Brigham Young University. And as I said, my husband's job at a startup wasn't going well. So the stability of my income was our safety net. Plus, I really didn't want to let the people I worked with down. That was a big issue for me. I admired and respected them so much, and I wanted them to think well of me and trust me. So many good reasons to relax and just stay where I was. I felt a lot of guilt and self-judgment for even considering moving on. But that inner force kept pushing, so I had all this wondering and questioning going on way under the surface of my already very busy life. And that's the process that leads us to be open to answers. If we didn't experience these feelings of discontent or restlessness or boredom, we wouldn't be open to change. We would stay in our comfort zone and miss out on so many new experiences and growth. That's why we hit these natural developmental stages in midlife. I decided to trust my feelings, my intuition, and the spirit guiding me, and see where it would lead. So let me share a little bit more of this story and what came next. I was driving home from work one day, and as I stopped at the first stoplight in my town, I had this moment which I describe as the fog being wiped off a windshield and seeing clearly the cause I needed to be involved in. One of my biggest concerns at the time was about online safety for kids, especially their exposure to pornography. That concern came up in my mind, and this thought came so clearly to me. What are you going to do about it, Miss Backrow? I still smile when I think of that little jab calling me out, knowing that I had always been one to let others take the lead on tough issues. I'd never been what you'd call an activist or anything. So I guess I needed that little poke. I mean, who decides they want to get involved in a cause so uncomfortable that no one will talk about it? But I knew then that I should get involved in helping families find freedom from the pain of pornography. For sure, that moment was quite an amazing experience for me. Well, that wasn't the whole answer because then I had no idea what to do next. Should I get more education? Was that even necessary? How on earth do you get involved helping on this? There aren't job postings for anti-porn activists. After mulling that over for a while, I made an appointment with the dean of the communications department. I walked across campus on my break and told him what I was interested in. He assured me that I was in the right place, that the study of the effects of media on people was part of their master's program, and he strongly encouraged me to apply. I remember walking away from the Brimhall building feeling as light and joyful and radiant as a big yellow balloon, and I took that to mean that was the right next step for me. Of course, that was just the beginning. There's so much more to this story. You'll probably hear from me in the future. I wanted to share this and at the same time caution and reassure you that we all have very different experiences discovering our next steps in life. 
I worry a little sharing this because you don't have to have such a clear call to action, and you definitely don't have to go on some so-called noble social issue or anything like that to fulfill your destiny. I do truly believe in divine guidance, and I interpret that experience as my Heavenly Father directing me through His Spirit. This was definitely a more direct spiritual experience. Usually for me, it's very subtle, and I can only see it looking back with the eyes of faith. Maybe it needed to be direct because being involved in the issue of pornography was not a lifetime dream for sure, and it wasn't easy going forward. So as time went on, it was a blessing to be able to remember that experience and be reassured that I was doing what my Heavenly Father wanted and intended for me to do. One of the main reasons I tell you that story is to remind you that it's possible to receive divine direction. If we don't share our stories, then we forget or we wonder what is possible. My own faith has grown through the stories of others, so I think it's important to share. I hope you'll take away that it's possible to be guided by divine direction. And please, please, please also hear me that it isn't necessary I think it's important to know, especially as we talk about making big life decisions and understanding what our purpose is, I'm learning to not use the possibility of spiritual guidance against myself. And by that I mean, sometimes I think if I don't get a clear answer, then I think something is wrong with me or I'm frustrated with God. So now I have my own policy or statement of belief on personal revelation and answers to prayer. The first step is I always ask for spiritual guidance and I'm open to it and I pray the best way that I know how now. And the second is I listen carefully the best way that I know how now. The third is if I get a clear answer, I trust and follow it. The fourth is if I don't get a clear answer, then I know that my Heavenly Father is trusting me to make a decision. He wants me to grow through the process of decision making. So the fifth step then is making my own decision and follow it, checking in with him along the way and giving God the opportunity to teach me or redirect me. So to sum it up, I aim to trust that everything is working out when he guides me and also when he doesn't, and not to insist on which way it should be. So that's my experience, and if you're a person who seeks for spiritual guidance, I offer that to you to consider as you explore the meaning and purposes in your life. So let's get back to this idea that you're in a natural developmental stage that serves you. It's helping you grow. For some, it can be a time of contemplation when we reflect on the deeper meaning of our lives. You might be re-examining your identity, wondering who are you now and who do you long to be? Or re-envisioning your purpose. What do you want to add to the world? What do you want to add to your life? What do you find meaning in and want to keep? And what is missing from your life? Sometimes we think there should be clearly defined lines. Okay, on your 45th birthday, this is going to happen. So be prepared. It's going to last two years and then you'll have it all figured out. But just like babies get teeth and start walking at different ages and teens are ready to drive or get a job or a girlfriend at different ages, we don't move neatly through one phase to the next and our life stages overlap. Lots of drama comes because you may still be in an active parenting phase, but feeling a desire to try something new, and then you feel guilty or worry that you'll harm your kids if you take any time away from parenting. 
You can even be where your kids are all out on their own and you'll still worry that something new will take too much time from your role as a mother and grandmother. Or it's not time to leave your current job and you're not sure how to find time to add something else in your life when you're so busy. That's okay, we can still lean in. Unlike babies and teens, you're more self-aware now and now you understand what's going on so you can decide to lean into this phase. You know it's natural and it has a purpose and you can make the most of it. So let's agree we're done with the midlife crisis and we're getting on with our midlife quest. When you're in this phase, you start with preparation, investigation, dreaming, learning, considering possibilities. Sometimes we want to make a decision or know the answer in a hurry because we don't like to feel uncertain. But actually, this can be a really fun phase when we remember that it's a time when anything is possible. So don't rush through it. Then you can start taking action, actually trying things out, making connections with people or getting involved in some way. And expect good things to come out of it. I like to get right into where we create everything which is in our thoughts. So let's take a look at some thoughts that could get in your way when you're in this stage. How about this one? I shouldn't feel so bored, discontented, or restless. Or maybe I don't like to feel so bored, discontented, or restless. Just listen to how much self-judgment is in there. That kind of thought will make you feel like there's something wrong with you. Or here's a second thought. I don't know what I want. Of course you don't know what you want, right? But that thought just leads to confusion and we can't make decisions or really receive personal revelation or answers to prayer or sometimes we just miss the opportunities around us when we're stuck in confusion. A third thought could be this isn't the right time to make changes and that just leads us to feeling overwhelmed. Now, so maybe we are feeling overwhelmed in our life and we just don't think we can add anything right now. It's a lot about timing and knowing when is the right time to make your move. So one of the ways to get past these thoughts is to pick some intentional thoughts that serve you better. So instead of, I shouldn't feel so bored, discontented, or restless, you can think, this is a natural phase. There's nothing wrong with me. It's just a wake-up call to rise to my next level. That gets us out of self-judgment and on with self-acceptance. And instead of, I don't know what I want, we can think, I don't know what I want yet. It's a simple shift, but knowing that you don't have to know right now, and it's going to be so interesting to see where this leads you, that will get you out of the confusion and open to the process. And you can replace, this isn't the right time to make changes with, these feelings are telling me it's the right time to start thinking about what's next. And we can remember there's no rush. You're in charge of the timing of any decisions and commitments that you make. And remembering that you're in charge can help get you out of overwhelm. You're doing great. If you're a little restless or a lot, then you're perfectly healthy and everything is working for you just as it's supposed to. I want to offer to you that if you feel bored, discontented, or restless, one of the most freeing discoveries could be to understand your inner world better. Understanding your own mind and emotions better, where those feelings are coming from and how to manage them. That is powerful work, and it will help you succeed in everything you do in the future. So it might be the best first step for you in this middle developmental phase you're in. As a life coach, I teach women to see the possibilities open to them, to re-envision their identity and purpose. Somewhere in the middle of life is the perfect time to update your mind and how you're thinking so you can make the most of the rest of your life.
I'd love to help you use your boredom, restlessness, and discontent as fuel for your midlife quest. You can get in touch with me and schedule a free discovery call by emailing me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media at midlifeconfidencecoach. I can answer all your questions about how coaching can help you. All that is in the show notes too. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart.